Hey, welcome back to the E by Three podcast. This is episode two. I'm Enrique. I'm Evan. And I'm Aaron. And welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we got a pretty cool topic. Uh, we're going to talk about something that's kind of taken over the world, something that everyone's on, and that is social media. We'll be talking about the pros and the cons. And we have a special guest today joining us all the way from the state of Mormons, Ricardo. Hello. <laughs> Howdy. How's it going, man? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, uh, sitting down, just finished a, a good steak, little ribeye, bone-in ribeye. And Ooh, dang. He's living that life, Jeez. man. I just have just a bean burrito. A glass of scotch. <laughs> oh, dang, scotch. Dang, it's yeah. fancy, man. Shit, treat yourself good, bro. No, just, just a little social lubricant. Uh, whatever <laughs> helps you take it down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, thanks for joining us, man. We're going to get started. So um, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about social media and uh, the pros and the cons and the effects it has on people, whether it's good or bad. Just kind of go around the table. Evan, if you want to start, um, put you on the spotlight. Wow, man. yeah, right on the right, jumping right in there. So I kind of have a, well, let me ask, you know what, I'll start off. Let me ask. Why don't you ask, yeah, you kind of threw it back. Question, yeah, right? the brain back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we should start off with what was everyone's first experience with? social media i i was there 2004 facebook came out i was on the front lines i was in the college group of facebook so i think i well i was pretty big on myspace i mean i had my top five you know friends and uh i I, what year year was that uh myspace was like 2000 right like i I feel like like we were still in college yeah like 99 2000 it was fairly fairly new dang i thought i had that one (laughs) yeah and i think that's the first time i actually started uh being social on social media was on myspace you 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 never you guys never use anything like find a pics or like no or black Mm -hmm. planet or like me well yeah black planet yeah (laughs) i got on that site yeah i have no idea what you guys are talking about yeah that old man shit right now yeah no black planet for sure um i mean aside from like you know yahoo chat rooms me and ricardo were talking about that just a while back how we would go to the library and just get on these chat rooms the aol chat shit Yeah. yeah i remember that i remember that um but yeah that was my first experience with myspace what about you man i think it would probably be my well if it's if you're comparing it to things that are out now it would probably be myspace yeah and i don't know it was cool at the time like i never really thought of it as a negative but now as i've gotten older i kind of see the the negative aspects of everything yeah i think it was okay at that point i mean it was more like kind of flying right like you would be able to pick backgrounds and a music like uh, or a song i should say and um kind of showed a little bit about who you were to the world um and you got to hit up girls too like hitting up <laughs> myspace yeah yeah you yep. know funny enough i do remember when facebook came out being super jealous because it was only tied to um i think colleges at the only time only colleges right? yep so i went to art institute and it took forever for Art Institute to get on that list of mm-hmm. uh, acceptable, accepted uh, colleges. So I remember just waiting, like, I want to get on Facebook so bad. And then, and, like, next year, Grandma was on Facebook. Oh, man. And you're like, <laughs> man. <laughs> all the excitement. Yeah, man. I was like, oh, okay. I, I was still on MySpace. I hadn't transitioned. I didn't want to let go. I was just yeah. like, I'm not leaving MySpace. You were just like my top friends. I, I, I was like, <laughs> I got to get these. But, you know, you would alternate. Like, I was like, this guy's being a bitch. He's going down to number five. He's you, not even in the list. Did you have one of the custom, like, you, you know, you redid your page? Right, yeah. So you like, all the gifts I felt like stuff. I was like a fucking coder. I was like, dude, I'm so advanced. I could change oh, my, my background. God. 
That's oh. why I hated MySpace because I was too dumb for that stuff. I would there was like the webs that you go to that would like kind of uh, translate it for you. You copy. Yeah. I don't remember what that website was, but I would get so mad because I'm like I can't figure this stuff out. I want this. I want this like pink background with this like really cool. And I I would literally get so mad. I'm like I'm going back to Facebook. Yeah. What What about you, Ricardo? What kind of What kind of started you off on the uh, the social media train? Mine was. Mine was actually I started on kind of on gaming this game called Ultima Online. Oh what? Was, okay. So you kind of started with gaming and got to be social with people there. And MySpace came in around that time. And I started on MySpace, but I never did anything with it. As far as social media goes for myself, Mm -hmm. I've never really been big on it. But I've always had friends. Everybody got into it, right? It was the next big thing. Like everybody, when MySpace came out, was they were blowing it up all over the place, talking about it on MTV. Mm -hmm. And everybody was getting on MySpace. And I had it. And I thought it was really cool because you could download videos, put all kinds of stuff on there. Um, but I never got really big into it. And then I, I, re, I do recall, if you guys remember, there was one that tried to be big called Friendster, I think. That's oh, I remember yeah. That. I remember yeah. Friendster. Yeah. It never really hit. And then same thing with Facebook. Everybody wanted it when nobody could have it. And mm-hmm. I think by the time everybody could have it, I was just like, yeah, I don't I don't care for it so much. So, uh, But for me, it was MySpace in the beginning. And then when Facebook came around, I didn't even get on MySpace, uh, Facebook until she like, 2011 i want to oh, say oh wow dang dang yeah i didn't even make it one of my friends when i moved to florida was just like dude you have to have facebook you got to get on it and i was like yeah i don't know about it and she just made up an email said here's your facebook here's your password i put on pictures for you and i was like all right fine i still to this day i hardly ever get on any kind of social media it's not because i'm anti-social media it's just i guess i've always been more private and i like my friendships more close than just posting i feel you on social media i I respect that yeah and that's a good point because i feel you know when it comes to certain things about social media it can definitely take away from that uh closeness you might have with someone it just becomes a little bit less um connected even though you are connected technically but the relationships are not as genuine as you would have something with like you know face-to-face interaction no definitely yeah, but there's a lot of good too. But yeah, social media has changed a lot since, it, like you said, since we started getting on it. And it's evolved and it's it's become a positive thing, um, you know, in the aspect of, you know, promoting and marketing and, and business wise. It's a quick way to get things out there and promote something and um, to gain something out of it. It's definitely a good platform for that. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, obviously if we didn't have the outlets that we have now we wouldn't be doing this podcast anyway yeah so i think that's the advantage of having a social media but um but yeah like i said there's there's definitely the cons and if i had to pick a side it's like would you say social media is a good experience for you or bad experience and it's changed throughout time because in the beginning like you were saying like it was a good experience it wasn't a bad thing but now we live in a world where everyone's kind of addicted to um, having so many followers and so many likes that it's become quite a negative thing and very impactful for some people, especially the youth, because that's all they know now. This is what they're growing into. I think, yeah, I think, I think for me, what um what's really changed about it is I think because it's now kind of the norm, and I feel like we as people want to express ourselves. We have this medium now where we can openly, freely express ourselves. There's there's kind of rules, but there's kind of not. And I don't think we as a society really know how to cope with 
uh, differing opinions so much. So uh, I know for myself, I really didn't think of social media as a negative until uh, maybe about 2000, 2008, 2009, during the, um, during the uh, Obama, uh, and who did he run against? Um, McCain. Yeah. During that election cycle, and you started seeing more opinions kind of come out versus like I felt like prior to that, it was a lot of here's my dog. Here's my kids. You know what I mean? I took a picture of my food. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's kind of what I was used to seeing. Yeah. And then that election cycle hit and it just so happened to be um, one where people were really divided in their opinions. Definitely. And it kind of, at least for me, it shifted uh, a lot of the topics that I was seeing. And it just, instead of becoming this place where people were posting about their life or posting their, uh, you know, photos or whatever, it kind of shifted to becomes a soapbox for people. Yeah. It's like, this is my opinion. It's almost like social media now I think is a, um, I almost want to call it a town hall. Right. But unregulated. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. People just are just like, you know, going ape shit on there saying whatever they want to say, you know, and just bashing other people's opinions. And because there's at least on some forms of social media, let's say like Twitter, or um, or even, I guess, on Facebook or Instagram, if you don't want to share your identity, I guess you don't have to. I, because there's that anonymity, people will really say anything that they want to say. And they'll talk to you however they want to talk to you because right. there's no repercussions. Right. So that's, to me, where it kind of started shifting. Right. You have all your little keyboard thugs that want to be hard and stuff. Mm -hmm. But Which is like, I agree that it definitely has shifted in that regard. But it's kind of funny because at the same time, social media can also help with like increased voter registration and participation, I should say, and um, facilitate political change. Um, but we've seen more negative than anything. And it's like, we've talked about this before where it's become about like what team you're on and it becomes about rooting for your team and just putting like a bunch of shit on other people. And I think that's the problem is that people have become like so... And I think it's partially due to social media too that we've become kind of a selfish nation where we just think about ourselves and not necessarily how it might affect someone else. Um, and you know, people, like you said, people can just go on there and just be anonymous and just shit on everyone else's opinions and you know say the horrible thing. Like even bullying is like a really bad thing too. Like, which is like you know something that's horrible because I feel like the suicide rate has gone up quite a bit because of bullying. Um, and, uh, but yeah, what do you, what well, do you I kind of feel like going off that, like when people, when people basically say what they want, I, I'll often see this sort of, um, sort of this, this reply that's like, well, this is my page. You came on my page. And then I think about it. I'm like, well, the way that a lot of social media platforms like Facebook, you can't filter like, like Facebook back in the day was you had to go to somebody's page to see what they were doing, what was on their mind. But now I remember when newsfeed came out and it was like, very controversial like oh we know everybody's business now and i feel like that sort of way of like putting people's thoughts and ideas out there was kind of what made it like overwhelming like is it healthy for us to know everybody's thoughts and feelings and what they're doing and like naturally we compare ourselves naturally we're we, you know if if we see somebody disagree with us I, I think it's just human for us to feel like threatened like especially if it's something that we deeply disagree with that it makes us feel uncomfortable. And so we have to like learn how to process living through this life, maybe seeing information and thoughts and feelings that 
we probably would have been better off not knowing about. And and I'm wondering too, going back to Evan, like when you saw this controversy in 2008, like were these people like your family? Was it coworkers? And like, did that change your relationship outside of social media? It, it kind of did to a degree. Um, and I had to step back from it and really think about what I was seeing and people's opinions and how I was inter- interpreting it. But I think the thing that just made it hard is, so for me starting off, the thing that made social media, specifically Facebook and MySpace, um, really engrossing is that I could contact people that I hadn't talked to in like a decade. If I could, like if I could think of someone's name, social media at that point was starting to blow up so much. I could, okay, uh, what about my friend Lisa, whatever. Type her name in. Oh, there she is. I haven't talked to her in like 20 years. Right. Right. That was the part that made it really like uh, just encouraging to use from, right. from myself. Definitely appeal to it. Right. And um, but then when I started to see opinions about things that maybe I didn't you know agree with or maybe um, someone's changed their views on something, uh, maybe somebody posts something that maybe for me is like super offensive or even I've even seen some I've, I've gotten into some conversations that I kind of personally felt were a little borderline racist. Right. Yeah. It definitely changes your, your 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 perspective on someone. Even if they post an article or you see them like something, you're like, oh, why do they like right. this? Mm-hmm. Right. They're questioning their intentions. So I, I know for myself, and even I may be even guilty of some of that because I know during um, big news cycles where something happens, I've gone on Facebook to look at what people are saying. And then comment. And I had to step back and be like, what am I doing? I'm falling into this 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 cycle of things mm-hmm. that I already hate, right? Right. So it's yeah, it's it's a I don't know. It's 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 I, I feel like it it makes it hard to like have friendships with people that don't entirely agree with everything that you take seriously. And I feel like, you know, is is the quality of life better because I know every every candidate you voted for, everything you believe in, everything that you felt so freely to post on social media. Now, now I see you and I'm like, God, you like that thing? Like you said that thing? I naturally can't trust you. I I naturally can't look at you the same. And there's nothing I can do to change that. And there's times that I'm just like, I wish that I didn't know that you had that opinion. Well, I think as humans, we have the tendency at times to just be a little judgmental without really knowing or diving too much into it. I think questioning their intent and like, why did you, if you have a relationship with someone that you know, it's I think it's good to kind of spark up conversation and ask like, hey, you know, I saw you post something like, how do you really feel about this? And kind of go off there than just going off an article and be like, oh, they posted this, mm-hmm. uh, they must be racist or they might be like a Trumper or whatever it may be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes things a little different for me is I would question someone's intent at the same time. I'm also not going to talk to someone that can't respect my own views. If you can respect my views, I can respect yours. And I don't agree like with everything you have to say. And I don't expect you to agree with everything I have to say. But if we come to some consensus that we can just agree to disagree. And at the end of the day, we could still maintain a friendship. Um, then I think it can work, but it depends. It's situational, right? right? If someone's saying like, fuck latinos and black people hey man we're friends right like no dude like (laughs) fuck you like hell no i think that's a different situation people disagree on is they're not coming right out and saying that like i'm racist or i it's the covert ways that they're doing it that that people feel uncomfortable with so how how do you feel about it ricardo so 
you know, kind of to piggyback on what uh, Enrique was saying was, sorry, it's, it's weird for me to call him Enrique. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. All good, man. It was uh, not Enrique. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, to kind of piggyback on he, what he was saying is, um, and kind of touching base also what Evan was talking about is, you know, somebody posts something and you start to feel a certain way about it, whether it's a good feeling or a bad feeling or confusion, whatever the case may be. Um, taking a step back and kind of just analyzing for yourself, okay, what what does this person really mean with this like or with this post? Just because we see it a certain way doesn't mean that what we're perceiving is what they're trying to put out. Right. They may have a different view, but because we're limited on what's actually being said or put out there through something like social media, which is very personal, but at the very at the same time, it's very impersonal, you have to kind of just step back and like what Enrique was saying is, you know, question. So what did you mean by this? What are your thoughts on this? I know you posted this, but can you elaborate on it? Because that's how you get to know the person. And, you know, going back to what he was saying as far as, you know, agree to disagree, kind of calling back. I listened to you guys' uh, first episode from last week. And uh, I forgot who was it said that, you know, you tolerate certain people and those are your friends. And I, I thought of it like, if it's your friend and especially like in this type of atmosphere where it's social media, where you're not face to face as much, um, you shouldn't be tolerating the person so much as just accepting. Again, just agree to disagree. If you can respect each other and have different points of views, you can still move forward in a positive way. So social media has a lot of pros and a lot of cons, obviously. Some of the pros are that people are allowed to voice their opinions. People are allowed to, say who they really are and not feel so, um, I guess, so threatened by society in certain ways yeah. because they think a certain way. Whether it's good or bad, that that's always determined by the perceiving end, right? You may see certain some things and we may see them as bad or we may see them as good. Meanwhile, somebody else may see the complete opposite. But um, yeah, I think the, the, the cons come with all the things that you guys were mentioning, but there's a lot of pros to and again, I'm not big on social media, but I understand the pros are able to give your opinion along with the open-mindedness that it's brought to the world in the sense of there's so much going on in the world. There's so many issues out there in the world that wouldn't have a voice if it wasn't for social media. There's so many things that we see, don't see because we're such an enclosed country Very that true. go on across the world. And now we get to speak to somebody and have a friendship with somebody across the world and understand what's going on in their world. Um, so there's a lot of pros to it. But again, all those cons that you guys are mentioning make it really difficult because those keyboard warriors, as you guys put it, um, they do exist. There's a lot of people who feel that, like you were saying, Evan, that anonymity kind of empowers them to say things that, whether they believe it or not, there's a lot of trolls out there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they just do that for you know, shits and giggles. But um, it gives them that that power to just say whatever the hell they want and not feel like there's any kind of repercussion for it. Well, can I ask you, Ricardo, what um, what do you think about this free speech sort of battle between people that I think is misinformation? Like, what do you, what do you, I guess your whole thoughts on like the censorship movement where it's like people shouldn't be allowed to say whatever they want on social media because it can harm people. I'm really curious to know your input. Um, That's, that's such a crazy topic because I still, you know, I go back and forth on that. If I'm, you know, being completely open about that is I go back and forth on it. I think that 
we should all be able to voice our opinions and have free speech, but everything should be done with tact because there's certain things that you may say that people say it's just words, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, blah, blah, blah. But words do hurt and words can bring people to action. And that's, that's the part where, you know, I go back and forth because I do believe everybody should have the freedom of speech and say whatever the hell they want. But then again, if you're saying it in a way to be hurtful, if you're saying it in a way that's negative, I don't want to stop anybody from being able to voice their opinion and say what they want to say, but it makes it, it's scary. Yeah. What do you say? What do you think about Trump getting banned off Twitter? I'm, let's just, let's just put that question out there. What are your thoughts on that? Cause that was a, that was a big move. Um, yeah, I don't, I, and I don't, I don't follow that too much. So I don't know what exactly to make of that. I mean, if they banned him for whatever reason that they banned him, I'm sure they had the reasons to ban him. Um, if you're going to ban anybody, I'm assuming it's because you're doing things that are violating the guidelines of whatever the company is. Because at the end of the day, it's a company. You don't have to eat at McDonald's. You choose to eat at McDonald's. You don't have to be on Twitter. You choose to be on Twitter. Yeah, yeah I, I think, don't have Twitter. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, I'm not even on social media, so I don't follow it to that extent. But I think that if you're going to give all opposing sides of voice. I think that all people should be able to speak. I think all voices should be able to be heard. But again, the sad part is that sometimes those voices can incite negative actions. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. I think a lot of people, it'd be nice if everyone, you know, uh, use tactfulness to approach certain things, but I think a lot of people act off emotion and they just go off that. So whether it's hate or anything that made them feel a certain way, immediately they'll yeah. go onto social media and type it out really not really thinking i know a lot of people that type some stuff and then we're like oh shit i shouldn't have typed that out and then they're deleting it and i'm like did you see that post no i didn't see oh they must have deleted it because people act off emotion and i think a lot of times too with all that it's it's just like text messaging right there's always misinterpretation you you think that someone means something but you really don't have a lot of tone in words when it's written out sometimes and like i said it's good to question the intent um, and it's, it's healthy to debate with people too, and to kind of see where they're coming from and, you know, why they see things a certain way. So kind of going off what Ricardo said, I, I have another question and this is for everyone, um, anybody who wants to answer. So in, in regards to censor- censorship, this is something that I kind of go back and forth with. Um, let's say you have an individual, I'm going to just use Richard Spencer off the top of my head because I know people will probably recognize him. And if you don't, he was kind of a, um, a political activist, I guess you could say, who basically was a Nazi. Um, and for a time, he was, he was, getting, he was getting airtime on uh, various podcasts and political shows. And the thing that I kind of go back and forth with is that I am... I'm, I'm partially with Ricardo that I think everyone should have a voice in speaking their opinion. But let's say you have someone that's a Nazi or a, a Ku Klux Klan member or something like that. And they espouse their opinion and it's unchallenged, right? Like um, I used to, I used to not like the Joe Rogan podcast. Now I do. Now I love it. But I used to not like it because I felt like he would invite individuals on there and he wouldn't challenge some of the more controversial opinions. 
And I think he's gotten a lot better. And I think now he does. Um, but do you guys, do you guys find that daint like the idea of that dangerous, like having a really controversial figure espouse their opinions and not be censored? Like if someone's, if someone's, uh, giving a speech about how they hate minorities and how we need to remove minorities from the country, like, should that be censored? Well, I think you have to look at, you know, what platform it's on. If it was someone I was inviting to my house to speak, then yeah, I think it should be censored. I know what they're about. I know what their agenda is. I don't want them here because I know where this is going. Mm -hmm. But if it's like a big company like NBC or CNN where they make their money off views and controversy, then someone like that would probably be like, bring them on. Let's get them on. And whatever he says goes. And it's because that's how it goes is it goes off numbers, right? Mm -hmm. But it's hard because then it violates freedom of speech, you know? It's like you can't really say what you want to say. You're being censored. And I mean, if you even look up, I'm going to refer like to rap, right? Like Two Life Crew, like, you know, that whole like back in the day, they went through so much court and like certain things because they wanted to get censored. And thankfully for them, anyone in like the rap music or just in general can say what they want to say, however they want to say it without being censored. And that's the beauty of freedom of speech. So to be able to get up there and say whatever you want, it's risky because you can cause people to go against each other. I mean, we saw it with like the elections and, you know, the Proud Boys and all that stuff. And like, yeah, I think it's good that Trump's off social media because he was causing more harm than good. And he was trolling. A lot of it was just like trolling, too. And someone at that level, for instance, um, has a lot of power over people. And um, but at the end of the day. It's, it's tricky because you want to give people the opportunity to say what they want to say. But then some people have said things that have hurt people, like Ricardo was saying, and um, has divided countries and has done more bad than good. That's why, like, in, in a way, even though I don't like Zuckerberg and I'm not a big fan of um, the CEO of Twitter, uh, it's Jack something. I don't I don't know his name. Jack shit. But, um, <laughs> what is it? Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Okay. Uh, I'm not I'm not a big fan of either of those two, but being fair, I would never want their job ever. Like I would <laughs> never a lot want of pressure. Yeah, yeah. I would never want their position to have to make the decisions on like, OK, who am I going to censor? Who am I going to allow to speak? What types of media am I going to censor? Like I would never want that on my head. Right. They're like, we're going to censor Trump. But Takashi, he can say whatever oh, he wants. Oh, my God. Can so, we can we agree think, that we just need to get Takashi Six Nine out of here? Just all right. <laughs> can we just do that? Careful, we can, we can all agree. I know, people, right? Some people might take that as a hit. <laughs> I know, right? That's true. <laughs> putting a hit on him, man. Damn, <laughs> Evan, you here. just started some shit, man. Not you're gonna see Takashi on like you know some out like yo fuck Evan. <laughs> hey, yo, if that gets the podcast some publicity, all right? You right. Know what I'm saying? No, exactly. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I have I have an input oh. I have an input when it comes to the censorship thing and harming people. Um, we definitely don't need to get into the whole COVID thing, but I, in my practice, have seen the effects of misinformation on social media. So that's added work for me to have to explain to people what's actually true. Um, but aside from that, I this, this is like one this is one comparison that I don't I don't know if I've ever asked anybody, but I really want your your opinion. Like Jim Jones, right? The Jamestown massacre. Yeah. Do you all remember that? Where he mm -hmm. like 
convinced a bunch yeah. of people to don't, drink poison. Don't, don't drink the Kool-Aid. That's, yeah. that's where that came from. Yeah. Okay. So that, so would we all agree that like that was a crime that he manipulated and convinced people to kill themselves? Or was that freedom of speech? Like, was he free to, to convince those people? Otherwise that's like the one comparison. I'm just like, well, there's the intent of what he wanted to do. There's like, you know, think, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that, yeah, that is freedom of speech, but at the same time, it's, it goes a little different because that was more of, you know, creating a cult, which still happens. I mean, you still had, um, Marshall Applewhite with the Heaven's Gate right? oh, yeah. there in San Diego, mm-hmm. similar things. So those are things that have been happening forever. My fear with censoring um, is, how do I put this? In the history of the world, I mean, who's to say who's going to censor and for why? If we're getting certain information, we believe the information we're getting, right? And we have our, our decisions to make off of it. And that creates some problems as well, where people, again, may follow something that may be bad, quote unquote, evil or, you know, just not good for the for for humanity in a sense. But if you look at the history of the world, those who have censored have done it. it it's never been the quote unquote good guys who have censored the people. It's always been the bad guys. You look at what Hitler did. He was censoring the people What Stalin did. They censored the people to keep people from being able to speak. And that's why. The freedom of speech is such the First Amendment is such a powerful um, thing that we have in this country, because in the history of the world, it's never been the good guys. When the Spaniards came and conquered Mexico and Latin America, they burnt the books. They killed the people who spoke against them. And why? Because they were not able to speak. They said, you cannot speak of your history. So it's never been the quote unquote good guys who have done the censorship. So that's the scary part for me is if you look at just history and history tells us a story of what we are about to repeat if we don't learn from it in the past. So if it's always been, it's always led to, how do I put it? It's always led to massacres. It's led to to bad things in the history books that we know of. I mean, again, history is written by the winners. So we only know so much. We don't get to see all sides because of that censorship. How do we save people that are being harmed by people who, I guess, abuse their free speech? Like people who are just like mindlessly, I I don't want to bring COVID up, but this is just like the real world, world example. People who are just mindlessly like foregoing vaccination and not wearing a mask. I mean, because they feel like people are hiding information and we are, I mean, we're seeing this in real life now. We're seeing people get sick from COVID because they're not doing what the scientists said. I mean, this is just one example of like how that free speech can immediately harm people. I mean, how do we save them? That's right. I mean, that's the hard part, right? That's the, the big question. And that's, again, the pros and cons to the social media that we're talking about. There's There's so much information that's out there now. And it's not just social media. It's the Internet as a whole where we have so much information out there. There's good information, there's misleading information, false information, there's a bunch of BS out there as well that we all know is BS and sometimes things that catch people and makes them believe that it's not BS. You take the, you know, what, what, how, would, how would the Jim Jones cult have gone if they had internet like we do now, right? So that's the hard question is how do we, how do we keep it from being bad? But the reality is People are going to do bad regardless. Yeah. Free speech or no free speech. Right. People always find so, a way. 
I mean, it's it's if if somebody is is intent on doing harm in some kind of way, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, whatever it may be, they will find a way. Yeah, I can see that. And, and I think that's what different. Hard. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, that's why that question is a great question to have. Just I wish I wish we could all have an answer for that. Right, and I think it's 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 like I was saying what we've said kind of as a theme here. It's all intent, right? It's like if you know that you want to harm someone like hey you're going to drink this and you're going to kill all these people like that's your intent you know what's going to happen that's a different story yeah there's no there's no law that's going to stop someone from doing what they want to do if they really want to do it right right people are easily manipulated Mm -hmm. and some are just easier to manipulate than others and so well i'll challenge that with asking but what about those who think they're doing what they're doing good? Exactly. I think those people maybe they're not. Yeah. But, I, but again, mm-hmm. that, that that also is a difference of opinion because some people may see things a certain way, and I mean, yeah, there's certain things that are factual, not, you know, clear cut factual things one way or another. But there's other things that we, you know, that we may not know 100 percent about, and the difference of opinion. Some people may think that they're doing good, like you take religion for example. If you're going to censor people, you can censor religion. Religion has been the cause of many wars and many casualties throughout history. So are you going to censor religion for that, even though it's done good for billions of people as well? So it's it's intent, but what about those people who are trying to do good or in their heart, they think they may be doing something positive, and yet it may not turn out that way. Maybe that's not their intent, and that's just how it comes out. Right. Can you censor them for trying to do the right thing? And even though it ended up with results that wasn't that weren't intended. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about social media or just the internet in general is like people don't question a lot of stuff. They take what's on social media or what's on the internet as like factual. And I don't think a lot yeah. of people have the ability of going deeper into it and questioning things themselves. Like or let's just use COVID since you brought it up, Aaron. A lot of people have been misinformed. A lot of people believe certain things too. But then those people also don't take a lot of time to do research on their own to see or if, don't you know, know where to research. That's one thing too. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately they, they don't know where to start. Like you said, and if there was more like education, like, Hey, if you, if you like really want to save people, if you really want them to like get vaccinated, then I feel there should be more out there for people to research. Like, okay, I know you're kind of weary. I know that you're unsure about getting vaccinated, but I'm going to provide you legitimate sites where you can research all this stuff and you can come back and let me know if you want to do something. How would you guys feel about social media policing, actively policing um, inactive mm-hmm. or uh, sorry, inaccurate information? Well, well, TikTok's doing that. I mean, they're not always really great about it, but I mean, they, they definitely like people, people's videos get taken down all the time. Yeah, I I mean, it, I, I just, it's, it's kind of a hard one because it's like, you know, we don't want to misinform people. But then again, we shouldn't have to have someone policing us to telling us like, you shouldn't be saying this because mm-hmm. it's like you keep saying it goes against freedom of speech. And it's like, now you're going to have someone on my ass to tell me what I can and can't say, like on social media. Well, and- well let's say let's say it's something like um, I'm just going to I'm going to make something up right now. Let's say it's a post where someone says um, 100% of the crime in America is committed by blacks and Latinos. And they list that as a stat, right? Like, because I, I, maybe not that exact post, right? But you see those memes where people post, right? right. Would you be opposed to those type of things being policed? Um, 
No, I wouldn't. I think I would just more want to question it and do my own research and maybe rebuttal that and comment. I think that's the beauty of it, right? Because you can comment on social media and kind of start this this like thread of people getting involved. And then maybe, you know, let's say it's someone just randomly posting it and it's like, okay, where did you get this? Um, you know, what information do you have on this? How factual is this? When was this taken? Uh, where was it taken? Like, was this, just, you would ask a bunch of questions, right? Like, where did you get this like specific demographics from? Um, yeah, something like that, you know, it's, it's, it's cause I mean, we see a bunch of shit online all the time that it's nothing as bad as like making a racist, like statistic or just anything like that. But we see a lot of stuff that's, um, not true. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I'm educated in and I see people posting I'm like, that's not true, but I don't go to the like deep end and question their thing and like tell them to stop it. I'm like, okay, well that's what they want to believe. That's what they believe. It's not hurting anyone. But something like that, um, it's it's a hard answer. It, it mm -hmm. is. It's, it is. It's not an easy yes or no or like how to proceed with it. It's the very, and that's probably why it's not happening because it's a very tricky thing. Um, but I think as a as an owner of a company, you also have like your own views on certain things. And if someone is big and popular, just keep using Trump. Um, you know, doing things like trolling and. And really kind of swaying people to do certain things that maybe is not the best. Mm -hmm. I think if you feel that's going against your beliefs and everything that you feel as like, that's not what I stand for. Then as an owner of that company, you have the right to do what you need to do to get that person off that platform. Because you have also a lot of people that support you and maybe more and so towards your own views. I think what I would like to see, I don't think, if, I don't know if anybody's going to do this, but I think I would like to see some sort of social media platform that is basically operated like a town hall where you're able to say whatever you want to say um, and kind of not be penalized for saying it. Like, I, I feel like there needs to be like an official outlet like is that. Is that like, I feel like that's like parlor. <laughs> I feel like maybe, <laughs> maybe having more of like a, you know, a judicial system, like yeah. maybe like a, going to like, social media court and it's like this claimant is saying that you know blacks and latinos commit the most crimes and you know whatever and then the opposing person comes in and states their facts and then that person that like you know whether it's like the social media judge is like well we determined this is bullshit it's kind of like maury right we determined that is a lie or whatever it was and then like we just move on we like know that's a fact and we proved them wrong and it's like in a healthy way of course well what i think what's hard about that is that even if you prove something wrong like we have all these fact checked websites now like if I see too many people who it's like, here's all the information. This is why you're incorrect. There's some kind of rebuttal that like, oh, they're lying to you or that's that site's, you know, bias or something. And so at the end of the day, like people are going to have their opinions and they're going to feel like they're being censored. Because well, I think it's easy to kind of, you know, um, filter those people out. Like when you would ask them, like, where are you getting your information from? You know? And if it's just like somewhere they've read, someone posted or whatever, mm -hmm. then yeah, it's like, okay, well, that's not legitimate. Right. Then you can start filtering out. Like it, it doesn't matter. There's, there's going to be people no matter what, like the sky's blue and someone might be like, yeah, the, the sky's pink. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and everyone's like, the sky's blue and water's wet. Like, no, water's dry. But they're lying to you. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point, you got to, like, be able to determine, okay, this person's, like, completely yeah. out of their fucking mind. And you just kind of move on. Because you're, you're going to find those people everywhere you go, no matter what. And I think you spend a lot of time trying to prove them wrong. You're just wasting a lot of energy that's mm -hmm. going nowhere. And I think what's best to do 
is you do what you can to educate the people that are willing to be open about these things and you spend the time with them. It's kind of like, you know, I hate to say it, it's like you let those other people die off in a sense. Like, okay, yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, they're going to die off because mm-hmm. they believe a certain thing. And that's kind of like, it's almost like, you know, what is it? Um, totally lost my train of thought. Um, it's kind of like letting nature take its course. Right. But that's where I think things, again, should be my catchphrase where I'm in the middle. <laughs> You're always <laughs> um, in the middle. <laughs> I feel like things will never die off because. Really? No. I was literally about to say the opposite. I don't, I don't think they'll ever die off. And it's. Like par- cockroaches. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> partially because as long as. And I'm not knocking on freedom of speech right now, but as long as we're allowed to say and do whatever we want to do, right? Those ideas and opinions are going to continue, right? How long has the KKK existed? Yeah, right. right? Yeah, forever. It's, yeah. I feel like for that to for that type of thought to die, it would be something crazy would have to happen. Something huge would have to happen, right? Yeah, like or even more sim- simple. Um, thoughts, right? Like, it's just, yeah, man, I, I, I don't think it's ever going to go away. Maybe I'm being super pessimistic, but I think whenever I look at what's going on in society, like I'll use um, the riots that happened, right? People act like, like that's new. Like I've had, I've had conversations with people where they act <laughs> like all of this is new and it's never happened in this country before. Yeah. And it's like, bro, pick up a book and right. look back mm-hmm. like 60 look at years the 50s ago. In yeah, the like, 60s. yeah, you know what I mean? Just just read about history, kind of like right. what you were saying, Ricardo, where we, where we repeat ourselves. Um, I don't, I mean, maybe it will at some point and we'll all be very zen and in tune with each other, but I don't there, There's always going to be so. anger yeah. and hate as human yeah. beings. It's just inevitable. Like, that's how we are. I think, I think it's died down as far as being so marketable i mean my friend right she bought her she loves records and she bought a record from a local record shop and it was a country record she just randomly picks records sometimes inside this record was a flyer for a ku klux klan meeting or a rally and this was like in mississippi and it was like 1957 it was in mississippi in mississippi damn and uh it's like that stuff was publicized back in the day. Like it was just a flyer. It was like a newspaper. Like, hey, we're having a rally. Come down, support us. Like now it's, it's it still exists, right. but it's not to the point where it's just being publicized with certain things like that. And racism, hate is always going to exist. But I think as far as it being so vocalized, it's calmed down quite a bit until certain things happen. And that's when people start acting up. Like, I remember I didn't start seeing a lot of, like, as a minority, racism has always been a part of my life, um, discrimination. And so it's not alien to me to hear things and see things. But at the same token, I felt like when Trump was first running, I worked in a place where the majority were just all white people, rich white people in this area. And I can hear the buildings that they were in. They were saying the craziest stuff I never heard them ever say ever in regards to Mexicans and blacks. And I was like, wow, like they're very vocal about it now. And not that I ever thought it was impossible for someone like that. Cause I didn't want to stereotype them like, Oh, they're rich Caucasians. I'm sure they're racist. Like I don't want to judge people, but when they started saying it, 
I wasn't surprised by it, if that makes any yeah. sense. Also keep in mind, too, when we when we talk about, um, uh, I guess, where we live. Yeah. Right? We live, like, in California. Very liberal. Very yeah. liberal. Mm-hmm. Very multicultural, right? Like, our views of how society and how we view each other may be completely different from... You know, Ohio, a small right, yeah, or small Carolina. No, I agree. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. It's just yeah, it's, uh, I find the whole topic just really yeah. fascinating because I don't have any answer for anything. Yeah, you know, and I and I understand the difficulty of it. One thing that I kind of do wish that social media would promote, which is probably impossible, <laughs> but I wish it did promote um, calm discussion. Because one of the things that I found that's really helped me on social media and dealing with the last few elections, because like just being super honest, there are a lot of friends that I have that for a hot minute, I was like, I'm going to have to cut some of these bitches off. (laughs) Right. And uh, I just one day I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to ask them. I'm going to ask them how they feel about this. I'm going to try to be as calm as I can and. I found that in those discussions where we're, where we're calm and we're not arguing, I'm not calling them a racist just yet. Um, <laughs> I'm not screaming at them. They're not screaming at me. I've been able to, on occasion, sway them on some topics where they're, they come down from being so extreme. But to do that is so hard because I feel like we're not mm-hmm. wired that way. Right. Well, you, my friend, are like the Dalai Lama of this fucking group. No. Would you say that kind of bringing us back to Zen? And yeah, we're not wired that way, especially when we're really passionate about something and we stand behind something like one hundred percent, and we yeah. disagree. Or like I said earlier, like our emotions get involved, and as human beings, we react a certain way, and sometimes it ends up being physical. Um, sometimes we say things we regret saying in that moment, like "Damn, I shouldn't have like let him trigger me." And sometimes you have to think too. People want you to react a certain way. 100%. So it's like if you see, if you react and they see you doing that, it's like they're winning and they're like, you know, they're one step ahead of the game. But it's like, it's it's hard. It's really hard to be calm. I've got, I mean, I, you're better off than me because I get pretty heated at times and I get, I just start saying whatever. And <laughs> I mean, bro, I, I'll tell you right now, I've had some conversations with some good friends that have had me like shaking. I was so angry. Or I was just so shocked that they said something that, at least for me, was just so mind-blowingly ignorant. It it's fucking frustrating, bro. <laughs> like I I wanna I even want to give some examples, but I'm not yeah. because I know they will be listening and be like, "This son of a bitch is <laughs> calling me up." I'm not gonna do that, but like, yeah, man, it just. Yeah, I have conversations yeah. like that with my siblings. So I have four siblings and our, we'll just say our political ideas were literally split, like split down the middle. I have like a moderate Democrat sister. I have a right wing conservative sister. And I actually intentionally will have conversations with my conservative sister um, just because I'm like checking in. I'm like, OK, I've seen all this stuff on social media. I, I'm like baffled by it. Like I'm trying to wrap my brain around why this is a thing why like why is this okay and she tends to kind of translate it for me and i'm like okay i can see that and then we kind of open discussion there's parts that get a little emotional and heated um but yeah that that kind of stuff definitely doesn't happen on social media like via comments and posts like 
those things tend to happen in private, but a lot of times it is triggered by something that she'll post or I'll post. She'll, she'll message me and be like, that offended me. And I'm like, oh, like my page. I'm like, hey, Aaron, like, just calm down. What does she have to say? What am I not understanding? We'll kind of share sources. And at the end of the day, nobody's mind has changed, but we had some kind of civil discourse and, and we both learned something, but, um, it's hard. It's so it is. hard. And I think that's a big reason I got off Facebook. I, I just deleted it because Same. I got tired of hearing people's little sob stories and then just hearing their political rants. And mm-hmm. I would get into it with some people and I would realize I was spending a lot of my energy and efforts trying to convince someone that I knew was not going to be convinced otherwise, or at least be open-minded. Um, I, I don't think I ever try to convince people. I, I try to like argue my side and mm-hmm. hope that they're open-minded about it and at least willing to hear where I'm coming from, possibly do something. But I got off it and it's because I I, I don't want to stereotype Latinos, but I, I do get uh let my emotions sometimes get the best of me and I get pretty heated. Passionate I, sir. I get very passionate. Um I'm fiery passionate Latino. I'm fire. <laughs> um no, like for instance, this is kind of a funny story. I got into it with this one guy and he was talking about like race issues. He was talking about blacks and Latinos. And at one point I just stopped like arguing and I asked him, I was like, you know what fisticuffs is? He's like, what? <laughs> and I like almost like literally my, my friend was like, don't do it, man. I like actually like wound my fucking arm back. Like it was like some old, like 19, like twenties Chaplin <laughs> oh movie. God. I was like, Wah! like, you know, about to wind up and fucking hit him. And it, it took a lot for me not to. But um, at that point I was like, I don't even want to talk anymore. And now I just want to fucking just go blow to for blow. Like, let's do this. Like, and then I was going to reinforce the fact that Latinos are very violent people and they just come here to take our jobs and shit. So I didn't want to do <laughs> Don't that. Fall so into that I didn't want it. It's like, damn it, he won. <laughs> but he's a crippled now. So that's I just, okay. <laughs> I just imagine like Enrique like looking him up in the yellow pages and be like, he lives here. I'm going to beat him up. Right. And then I'm going to take his job. <laughs> They're taking his job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this guy picked strawberries. Fuck that. <laughs> Never knew a white guy that picked strawberries. One in a million. But, um, you found the only one. I only one. found the only one, dude. I feel like, you know, people are taking our jobs. I saw some white gardeners the other day. I was like, what the fuck? We're taking our jobs. <laughs> they say that we're taking theirs. They're like, ah, ha, ha, Jose. We won this round. <laughs> Come on, Chet. Put those strawberries in the basket. Right. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Fucking Skyler. I swear I'm going to fire his ass. He's not taking in enough pesticides today. But yeah, no, it, it's hard. Uh, emotions get the best of me. And, you know, I, I, it happens I, I, try, I, I try not mm-hmm. to get too involved. As you guys know, I don't take my social media platform seriously, aside from like no. my photography business. But I'm always just joking and kidding because life's too short. And I just I will fight for what's right. And I will be behind whatever I'm passionate about 100 percent. But. Like I was saying, there's just some people that you just, right. they're lost causes and you just can't do much about them, unfortunately. And, you know, like Evan said, they're just cockroaches that no matter what <laughs> happens, if we ever get blown up by a nuke, they'll probably still be around crawling. So can I, can I reply to what Evan said earlier about, he thinks that this whole social media, what, what did you say? It's going to last forever. This whole tension thing. I, my prediction, and it's crazy you said that because it was literally the opposite of what I was thinking. I feel like now that social issues are happening with social media, I feel like, like we are all so on edge and like so aware we, we can get information. Like, I, I don't know. My prediction is that we're going to come to the point where it's like, 
you know what, everybody can, doesn't matter what people post at this point because I know where I'm getting my information. I know it's correct or I'm pretty sure it's correct. I don't care what people post because it's going to be, I, I feel like at some point we're just going to become kind of numb to it and be like, oh, this guy's posting this. Like, I know he's a fraud. I don't know. That that was my prediction. It might not turn out that way, but I feel like since now, and I feel like since Trump era kind of happened with him on Twitter saying whatever you want, people getting very political and vocal that I'm, I, I don't know, I'm kind of becoming desensitized. Like I almost am checking out because I don't want to see what people post. Like I've, I was really vocal a couple years ago on Instagram and like I hardly ever post now. I feel like it's just doing more harm than good. So I, I haven't been desensitized when I see something that's like, I don't know, borderline racist well, or that something. Like, I can see, don't ever like, leave. I would not like, you know, just let it pass. And it's like, whatever. I think that's the problem. People accept too much. And I think that's kind of the history, right? We've accepted too much for things to happen. We take well, you about- know that they're not going to change your mind. So, so when do you like stop putting in like all your stress and effort and mental health? I think. I would like to have this particular conversation happen again yeah. in four years. Right. When there's another election. And mm. because, yeah, Trump's gone, but who's to say someone else isn't going to run that's going to be eerily similar to him, like a, one of his children or, um, an, a, you know, a Marjorie Taylor Greene or. Uh, a, I think DeSantis might be. He's my prediction. Yeah, it could. But, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like things are kind of dying down a little bit. Because that particular figure is not in our face all the time. Right. It's not in the news as consistently. Um, but an, any, any other person, regardless of what political uh, allegiance they have, I think could easily take that spot mm-hmm. tomorrow and reignite. Are we everything. like forever polarized now? Like we're forever on a team? I, I, think, I think we had this discussion maybe off air, but I feel... Like with a lot of different topics that happen um, in our society, right? I feel like a door is opened. And once that door is opened, you can't close it, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's always there. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, Maybe. you know. Well, lucky for you guys, this mixer is also a time machine. You guys want to go to the year 2025? Let's go. Oh, (laughs) so I I for sure thought he was going to say that we're like done. And like the, like <laughs> the mixer's actually time. Well, I really want to hear from yeah. Ricardo. I feel like we haven't got Little did you know, I cut you guys off 20 minutes ago. <laughs> no one's heard anything. I I've been humming to. the whole time. Go ahead, Ricardo. <laughs> I've been over here sipping my scotch. Just listening. No. You're um, over there making a cake or no. some shit. We're here. You're like whipping up stuff. No, I, no, that was actually me just filling up the scotch, putting some new fresh frozen water. It's like this guy's like building a, he's nice. building some um, tile, like build, putting tile on the floor or something. <laughs> well, I mean, if I, and I mean, I use it because, like I said, I, well, I called it a social lubricant. So just to touch back on that real quick, because I'm kind of a private person. Henry's always Henry Gay. I was always known that about me, <laughs> but um, part of why I don't really do social media so much. Um, but I love to socialize. I love to be around people that I get along with, even people with different opinions, because I think we learn a lot from under trying to not necessarily understand but just the acceptance of other mm-hmm. points of views so I, I like that you know there's and just any kind of discussion which takes me back to what i want to mention is something that both aaron and evan both said is having discussion having a discussion with people having a 
a time with them, a discussion, a conversation versus having a debate. When we debate sides, I mean, the term debate itself is telling you that it's going to be polarizing because you're fighting for one side versus a discussion is being open to the other side as well. Right. Having a discussion and having a conversation really opens people's minds. Like, like when uh, Enrique was talking about, you know, seeing a lot of racism growing up, I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen a lot of racism my entire life, you know, light skinned Mexican kid. And so it's like, you know, I remember seeing in the Selena movie one time where he says like, you know, you can't be Mexican. You're not Mexican enough for the Mexicans and you're not white enough for the whites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, and, and we've always lived that, but being light skinned for me, it's like, I, I'm never, I'm never in the right group. Right. It's always been, and I've met people in my life that have been openly racist and people who have been racist around me who I don't judge them for being the way they are because like something that uh, I believe it was Aaron who said, it's ignorance. But ignorance goes to lack of knowledge, lack of not understanding. Not because, and I mean, and then there's their ignorance because they decide to, con- to to remain ignorant. There's those as well, obviously. There's more than we could count. But um, I've had people who have been around me, you know, met through a, a mutual friend. And then I know that they're racist the way they behave. And I don't let that affect me because I've been around it so much that not that I'm desensitized. I just, I guess, know how to handle myself in those situations better mm-hmm. where it's not an issue. And I've literally had, and I won't say his name, but um, this guy that I used to ride motorcycles with who lived in what at the time we used to call Clan T. Oh, man. Good old Clan T. And, um, and uh, I mean, I've been jumped out there by skinheads. I've Things have happened to me out there as well. So, And I met this guy, and I used to ride motorcycles with him. And one day, he came to me, and his dad was super racist. And oh. I was at their shop, and his his dad himself came to me and said, Hey man, I thought of Mexicans differently. You've changed my mind. That's awesome. And I never thought it, I never thought in my life and I did nothing about it. like, I was just being me around them. Mm-hmm. I was just enjoying myself. We'd go ride motorcycles, come back and hang out for a little bit. And his dad said that to me and his son who I used to ride motorcycles with again, I won't say names had his friend one day say derogatory remark towards me. And I I was going to say something, but before I could, he checked him. And I realized that through being communal to having those conversations with him and just hanging out, it opened his mind to not thinking the way he was thinking. And these are things that they later on expressed to me as well. You know, like I said, his dad mentioned that to me. So I, I think a big part of it is having discussion, not debate, not having arguments, but having real discussions, real conversations. At the end of the day, if they decide they want to go, you know, left or right or up or down or whichever way they want to go, they're going to go that way. But if you have an open discussion, open, honest conversations, I think that's what opens people's minds and hearts to seeing things differently. So I, I want to agree with Aaron where, you know, eventually this leaves and we're, we're, we're no longer tribal. We're never no longer choosing sides, but I, I more so agree with Evan where I don't think this dies out simply because people are afraid of differences. And yes, that's just that's true. how it is throughout the world. And that's the biggest part. It's because you're different than me. And we're not born racist. We're not born prejudiced. We become that, whether it's because it's taught to us or we beca- or because of its insecurity or jealousy within us, which I think are two and the same. 
within us to say, if you beat me at something or you're better than me at something or you're not as good at something, it's because you're different in this way. It's an easy way to put a scapegoat on whatever reason that may be. Again, because I'm better than you or you're better than me. It's because of these differences. And that creates that tribalism that we go back you know, for centuries from when we were cavemen and we were literally like that tribe is different than our tribe. Therefore, we're against that tribe, not knowing that they're the exact same people. Mm, that's a good point. Um, and, and I think that that's, uh, that's why it's never going to end. I mean, we talk about it in such a closed environment called, you know, the U.S. being in a first world country. If we were to go somewhere else and see the racism that exists in other countries, the, um, the prejudice and the, um, the differences that people are, are surviving through, they're not living but surviving through in these other countries, we would see that that's not something that's going to end because we're seeing it in such a small you know, um, such a small scope of just us in this first world country where we have these rights and privileges. The reason that we're able to have these conversations, the reason that we're able to say these things are because we live in this country, because we live in a first world country, you know? And if we talk about like, you know, if we talk like touching back on what Ellen was saying, policing on social media, the question there goes, who polices and who decides? Because if we decided, okay, the Catholic church is going to decide who gets to say what and what's factual, then Muslims would not be able to speak. Then people who are, are quote-unquote heretic would not be able to speak. So who decides what's right and what's wrong? And that's, the, that's why I think censorship is so dangerous. I agree with, you know, it, open free speech can cause a lot of negative things, but it's also what's gotten us to where we are, where we're able to have these discussions not being censored because if the pendulum swung the other way and they decided to censor and it was those who say what you're saying is wrong what you're talking about what we're talking about should not be talked about therefore you can no longer speak who's to decide that and those who decide how do we know that that they're right or that they're wrong that's why i think free speech and, and especially on social media is dangerous to have, but it's also dangerous to censor. That's why, like, I'm with Evan. I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't think it would it would ever happen. I mean, there's no such thing as a neutral person that'll just be like, you know, I I'm gonna listen to you open heartedly, and I won't judge you off it. Like that doesn't exist. Yeah. And so that's why you know it's uh, something that I don't think would ever happen. Policing. Um, however, I disagree with Instagram because I always feel like they're policing me when I post <laughs> memes and they always threaten to cancel my account. Well, what are you posting? Well, some stuff to, is not even like bad. Oh, it's like, it, okay, well, you're deciding you're that. Song. No, it's not. Like the thing is that like I, so I've just given an example just to kind of lighten up the mood a little bit because I feel like we've gotten into like the whole racism stuff from like the social, <laughs> um, which is perfectly great. Uh, but just, just before I go into this whole comical thing, I do want to say that, you know, I, I disagree. There's a lot of racism in other countries. Um, I mean, you look at Mexico. There's, you know, the Mexicans that see the more indigenous Mexicans, they, they're they prejudiced mm -hmm. against them. You know, like you even take like, you know, some darker skinned black people might be a little prejudiced against the lighter skinned black people. Um, and I've seen that happen. Sometimes they get treated. There's all these funny things, right, about like how light skinned and black dudes do certain things. And it's always like something sexualized versus all, all of it's true, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know, Evan's albino. Um, 
<laughs> but no, there's racism within your own race all the time. And, you, you know, it's like South Africa is pretty racist, too. There's a lot of English white people out there and they're racist against certain people. So it's it's everywhere. There's a lot of prejudice. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. But, you know, to make a light situation out of this, um, you know, I think there's a lot of pros to the social media. Um, I think there's a lot of good things that can come about it, like, you know, us getting together. You know, we're here. Unfortunately, Ricardo's in another state. But it gives us the ability to get together with technology to be able to put this on a platform and to have other people listen and comment and chime in and hear their, like, opinions on things as well. And um, like I said, it's, it's a good business platform. Um, a lot of people sometimes like to inspire and it's a great place to help each other out and be motivating and to encourage, especially if someone's feeling lonely, that's a good place to meet people and have discussions, whether it's good or bad, but people can be out there and socialize. Um, it can help people with mental illnesses, people that might feel like they, they don't have anyone. Like I said, um, it could be a great little outlet for that. Um, reuniting like, with people like comment subscribe like comment and comment subscribe. yeah <laughs> make sure to subscribe to our podcast <laughs> e by three I, I just wanna, on spotify i just want to touch on that i just want to touch on that real quick i like even though i don't really participate in social media too much for much at all really i um i personally believe that overall i think social media um brings more pros than there is cons but the problem is that just like with anything else, we focus on the negative. We focus on what hurts. We focus on those things that hurt us in a certain way because those are the things that stick with us. It's just like when a kid is abused when they're a child, that stays with them forever. Those good those good memories don't resonate as much as those negative memories. And I think as a society, when that happens, negativity is a cancer. So when we see something negative, it just spreads, right? And I think Personally, social media has more pros than cons. A lot of those things that Enrique just mentioned, that helps a lot of people. But with that comes some of the negative side, uh, side effects as well. But um, I think that the pros outweigh the cons personally. And again, even though I don't really participate much on it, I do see that there's so many positive things to it that, um, that we kind of take for granted. It's just like it's so ubiquitous now that we take it for granted, just like we take running water for granted. Oh, for sure. That's and true. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And just to add to that, and I don't know how the rest of you feel, now that we have it, I don't think I would give it up. Nope. You know what's funny is like I can give up social media. Not a problem. I'm indifferent. <laughs> I uh I can completely like I I gave up Facebook. I was off Instagram for a while, and I think the only reason I actually get on social media, to be honest with you, is to follow all the funny videos and memes. Like that's the only reason. I feel like if I want to be in touch with someone, I'm I'm old school. I'm gonna reach out to them and and just see how they're doing and have a you know FaceTime conversation or text message. It's just it's an advantage to be able to show off like you know my artwork and stuff like that. And but I'd be okay with that social media. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I would be now 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 that I've because it's it's for me it's like a digital yellow pages, right? You do follow a lot of accounts. I do follow a lot of accounts. <laughs> um, so like if uh, if I want to like, because there's gonna there's always like at least for me there's always like one person that I'm like, damn, I don't have their number. I don't know. We don't have friends in common. All I know is their name and what state they live in. Well, what if you could like, you know, if someone was like, Evan, we're going to take out your social media, everything that you better gather those phone numbers and like make a connection. 
either oh day. for sure yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah i definitely would do that okay you know? so you'd be mm-hmm. able to give them social media if you had that information like, i think so okay i okay. think so yeah uh, to be honest to be to be real i probably could if i had to if i had to get rid of something twitter and facebook gone yeah i yeah the, gone yeah instagram though just because for the most part i use it to post art that would be hard to get rid of and for the followers for sure for sure mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Social media is not holding me down to anything. It's, uh, you know, like I said, there's a, I have a lot of acquaintances um, and the people I am close with, I have their contact info. Were you going to say something, Ricardo? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that, um, you know, looking at a broader spectrum, um, social media and, well, the internet in general, but social media through the internet, obviously, has, um, has pushed us towards our next step in evolution because we have now become accustomed to having this connectivity with everybody throughout the entire world. Well, for those who have a connectivity, um, I think it's brought us to that next step in our human evolution where we are now more advanced in the sense of we've had the, the industrial revolution. This is a technological revolution that we've had now for at least two decades, but social media, the advent of social media has created it to be, a step forward from that as well, because we get to voice those opinions. We get to hear from people. We get to build businesses. We get to have connections that we wouldn't have had otherwise. All these things have brought us, I believe, to, again, the next step in our evolution. And from there, who knows where the next step would be, whether it's, you know, the, um, the Neuralink or whatever the case may be, but it seems like that's in towards the realm that we're going. Let me ask you. Let me ask you guys a question. And I guess it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't try to bring up some sort of random tangent. But um, you kind of made me think of it, Ricardo. And you too, Aaron. Actually, mm-hmm. in talking about us eventually all getting along and stuff, right? Do you guys ever think that <laughs> humans are supposed to be telepathic? And the reason I say that is because, like, if I could read your mind and know your thoughts about everything and your honest opinions and you can't lie right how different like society would be like if you couldn't hide anything from someone like thing i would imagine feelings like being ashamed and all that stuff would kind of eventually go away i think that's why we have free will i think that's why you know we kind of you know i I think i'm just basing it off a religious perspective as well Mm -hmm. but yeah i i don't think it would be able like you know our third third eye or whatever you know i don't think we'd ever be able to tap into it civilization would just if you knew what i was thinking every minute like there would be nothing unique about me like as human beings i feel like there's something like our it's like our thumbprints everything is so unique and if everything was just kind of out there and you knew every little detail about me that i hated um elephants like what a passion i was prejudiced against giraffes like why are you prejudiced against giraffes? Bro? I don't like their fucking necks. <laughs> you know, I think I think I think he's a little yeah, racist. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like the it's like the third time, dude. <laughs> I don't like All giraffes. Just put it out there, giraffes. You know. You don't. Do you not like? Do you do you not like long things? Is that what you're prejudiced against? Long trunks. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't like long things. All right, let's not talk about it. It was a long time ago. Long I mean, I wasn't going there, but I kind of was going there. You actually went there. But don't don't. But uh, no, I I don't think it would be a good thing if we read each other's minds. Like it'd be cool, like from an X Men perspective, to be able yeah. to like tap into yeah. someone's mind and be like, oh okay. I don't think it would make us less unique though. 
I think it would just, I don't know, like imagine a concept where you just couldn't lie to someone. Someone's just always going to be honest with you. You don't think that would be boring though? Like you would like, if, if relationship wise, like you're dating someone and you knew everything about them already. I, I don't yeah. think it would be boring. I, w- would you judge them though? If you knew everything about them? Like, let's say you were really like, let, let, go ahead. You couldn't judge him. You couldn't judge him because they wouldn't know that you're judging because they could read oh, your mind. Oh dang! Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like it. It takes. I feel. But like, you would. Just, you'll still be able to judge them. But they would know. They would know. Yeah, that's fine. But, they would know everything. <laughs> it's it. But but I guess what I mean is is like. Let's say twenty years of that happens, right? I think it would wipe out like some of the issues that we have with each I other. I think we would Maybe. blow up. I don't think like it's just like I I would would be somehow like would be spontaneously combust or something. Like, like, oh my god, I know everything. Boom! Like I'm already an introvert. Like I hate opening up to people to a certain degree. I would be I would literally be and I would be overwhelmed. I'm just like it'd be funny if like you're just looking at someone and you're, and you're just like thinking like I hope they don't know what I just did with that remote control. And then they're looking at you and, and they're, they're like, like, I know what you did with the remote control. Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, it would not... It'd be one of two extremes. It'd either be um, complete, like, beautiful bliss where nobody's lying, everybody understands each other because everybody can read each other's minds and nobody can lie. Or nuclear holocaust yeah <laughs> yeah everyone i'm telling you everyone it's, blow it's up one or the other it's it's i don't think there's any in between i think it's literally peace and love or nuclear holocaust it, it would have to be a slow evolution because like yeah, if you look sure. at social media is like we already know enough already we're already hating each other right it we would have to be a, a, a very girl slow that's process. like posing all these things and all these motivating like quotes are like haha i know what you're really thinking like, having a blast in I'm, Vegas. I'm telling y'all now, this is why aliens do not fuck with us. Yeah, they know what we're thinking. They know everything. They're like these heathens. They're fucking yeah, these low lives. <laughs> They're still using Facebook. They're still using yeah. They're actually on MySpace, but it's like super advanced MySpace. So funny thing, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tell you um before before we wrap up is uh when I moved to Oakland uh a while ago to work um. I was working at this building in San Francisco and on the top floor was MySpace. That's fine. And this was like in 2011. And let me tell you, wow. it was like the saddest shit ever. Oh, like it wasn't like the movie. It was just like, cause, <laughs> cause like you, cause at that point you knew Facebook eventually was just going to like wipe them out, you know? Yeah. So you just go up there and their office was getting smaller and smaller like every week. And I'd be like, Damn. It's just one guy sitting on an exercise ball. Like I used to have a desk. Now I just sit on this ball on my laptop, <laughs> and I have to balance using my core. Just, just more and more empty I'm chairs. I'm surprised he still had an office in 2011. Bro, I when I found out they were there, I I was shocked. What was the uh? What was his name? Tom, the the owner. Oh, he ain't got no friends yeah. now. But that dude's like a photographer now, like traveling. He, like uh, I started following him a while back on that, Instagram. That dude's on the corner, like with the sign, like I, you know, I suck your dick for to, you know trying to get, still send a friend request manually. Right, you know exactly. What I'm I can give you your top five if you'd like. I was gonna comment really quick because I left off. I was gonna tell you guys something funny. So yeah, uh, Instagram. I have a kind of a hate love relationship with them because I do post a lot of funny stuff, like memes. And sometimes I'll post things that are not even like it's like it's like it might be like it's like hinting at something like an innuendo, but it's not actually like something like that's like obvious, you know, like I posted a picture of a girl that was it was just her face. It was obviously taken from like a porn scene and it was probably her getting fucked from behind or something. And it was just her expression. And the meme was something like 
you know, when you're trying to open up a can of like, you know, corn or something. It's just something stupid like that, right? But her face, you could totally tell she's getting like fucked from behind. And Instagram was like, you know, you violated the community <laughs> guidelines. And if you keep posting this, we might have to like delete your account. Does somebody but then, report but, you? But then I, you know, you can look at the people that like watch your story. Yeah. And there's like these like bot accounts or I don't know where they're from, but they're like literally chicks, like their nipples and areolas are showing. And it's like, <laughs> I'll report them. And they're like, they don't violate the guidelines. I'm like, who the fuck is like policing this? Like it's yeah. some like nerdy dude. Like it's perfectly fine. I like areolas and nipples. They do not violate the guidelines. Yeah. But me, it's like, we did not appreciate that joke. We're virgins. That's offensive. (laughs) What was that? They're just upset that you posted the the face of their favorite porn star. They're like, I know that scene. Right. (laughs) You made me come too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's coming to work. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Made me mess up my pants. I got to go home now. (laughs) Anyway, uh, good conversation, guy. Ricardo, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Ricardo. For sure. Thanks for, having, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely, man. You're welcome anytime. Good discussions. But uh, maybe next time we could talk a little bit about um, life in Utah and what it's like oh, out yeah. there. I want to hear all about it. Yeah, definitely. He's like, there's just mountains and Mormons. That's it. <laughs> there's mountains, there's rivers, there's sky. Ooh. There's anyway, air. it's been a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about Utah. <laughs> well, anyways, until next time, this is Enrique, Evan, and Aaron. Adios, guys.